Hello there, I'm Dave Lockwood and this is the Fleet Review Live, our first one of 2020. We finally made it. Oh, those technical issues. do that under the trade descriptions act there uh, good evening uh, sorry, good evening good afternoon good welcome to you uh ed miller is somewhere out there in the internet land good mid-afternoon is it yeah or something evening. like that yeah, yeah good evening yeah and uh, joining us via the phone so he's a little bit tinny but uh, that'll uh, that'll probably improve him um is uh, phil moss <laughs> hello phil hello yeah no change there mr tinny himself yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it makes you change from you um, um, drinking a tinny, let's say that. But uh, there we go. Um, or coughing and spluttering everywhere. Coughing and spluttering, as certain people were last Sunday, so we couldn't do the, the show. Uh, Chaz can't join us, uh, so uh, it's just the three of us uh, doing this one. Uh, lots happening in the fleet, obviously, in the new year. Uh, big news that's uh, come out today is that uh, Cody McDonald is uh, leaving the club, not being able to get fit, Ed, has he? No, I mean, I think it was possibly a surprise that we um, offered him another year in the summer um, but Gary obviously thought at the time that he would battle back from that injury it was expected that he'd be back in October so it was one of those where it was a bit of a risk and unfortunately for the club and and for Cody it hasn't paid off because by all accounts he was a great professional behind yeah. the scenes as well and it, it would have been a, he would have been a great player to bring back at any time during this season but it just hasn't worked yeah nasty cruciate injury uh, cruciate ligament injury wasn't it Phil if I remember rightly yeah, it was a shame because uh, he'd, he'd come in and had given us a bit of a boost last season. I think he scored three goals, something like that. Um, and it's a, it was a real shame when he went down because it looked like he was going to give us that little bit of push that you know, we could have actually got in, got in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but so that was that, it was a real shame. I, I do I did like the um, the uh, the headline that Ed put on the website, which is Cody closes career at Fleet, leaving the possibility open that maybe his not career his career is not completely done. Ed? Yeah, well, I've got no inside info on that. It's just, you know me, I like to follow one word with another one that sounds the same. That's the only reason for that. Um, but yeah, Ed, it would be Ed, like... Alliteration Miller. It is, it is that. <laughs> but it would be nice to think he could, he could continue it somewhere else. You know, it's never nice to see a player end, early, uh, sorry, end his career. He's only, what, 33? So he could, you know, he could have another two or three years somewhere else. Um, so fingers crossed for him. I, I hope it works out for him. Yeah, he is. He is a smashing chap, Cody. You've got to say that he, he's been, you know, there every game, every Saturday that I've been there, and I've said to him, "As it going?" He's going. Yeah, hopefully another few weeks and that. But it's it's just been dragging on, dragging on, and for him, obviously, it's uh, it's you know probably better for him and the club that now they know where they stand and he knows what he can do and obviously go off and get fit. And uh, you know, for him, I hope his playing career hasn't uh, ended. Let's say. Yep. Oh, that's my uh, that's my emails pinging there. There you go. Um, <laughs> well, at least one of us is busy with work then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It would happen and, um, uh, uh, as, as, as I'm doing this. Um, so, chaps, um, got to say, uh, it's been busy for the club. Uh, obviously, Steve Lovell coming in, joining as director of football. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that kind of came out of the blue, but obviously there'd been um, talk of Steve coming in before Kevin as well. Um, so it was no surprise that, that Steve was on the, on the horizon. Yeah. Um, I mean, director of football is a new title for the club, but if you think back to Gary Hill, he had uh, Nigel Gurney, who was also Liam Dosh's chief scout, um, and he did a lot of sort of uh, scouting for for Gary and signing players as well. 
and recommending players to Gary. So, you know, it's not an altogether new role. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's obviously some time that that Steve and Kevin will have to bed in together and and learn to work together. Yeah. And new signings coming into the club, obviously, since we last spoke uh, this week. Michael Timlin coming in, uh, midfielder. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's good that we've got some signings coming in. Uh, obviously, replacing some of the low knees that um, that got taken back to their parent clubs, and in one case, then immediately went out again. Uh, but it's just since we since we last did a podcast, obviously we've had um, you know the working postponement. Then we've had uh, players leaving. We've had some fairly negative results uh, over the Christmas and New Year period, and you, you just hope that. Um, with Lovell coming in, he can make some of his connections count in the in the very near future. Yeah, um, obviously last weekend game against Harrogate, I mean they they really bossed us, didn't they? Well, they didn't just just boss us; they bossed the referee as well. That was a, a, a bizarre, bizarre game, wasn't it, Ed? Yeah, I mean we've played them what four times now, and I think three of them have been thoroughly miserable affairs. And Saturday's was no different. Um, we obviously had that thing with the referee, which. Uh, you don't see very often where a new referee comes in straight from the beginning of the game. And, and like you said, I thought she controlled it fairly well for the first half, but that little fella, Josh Falconham, was he was literally in her ear at every single decision. Every time there was a foul, he was behind her, just yapping away. Yeah. Um, and she lost it a little bit second half, but no more than any other referees I've seen um, for the last couple of games. But yeah, the, the performance itself as well was, was very downbeat and Harrogate just controlled it and... Um, it was just one of those you need to move swiftly on, but not only move swiftly on, you have to pick up a result in the next game, and that's what we're going to have to do. Yeah. Um, looking forward this weekend, uh, coming up Torquay away down on the uh, the English Riviera. Are, are, are either of you two uh, making your way down there at all or not? Ed? I swapped it for Hartlepool because yeah. uh, on, on the domestic front, uh, I think I've only got one out of two long distance, so uh, so Hartlepool <laughs> came up trumps. So you're doing Hartlepool. Phil? Um, I'm not going to Torquay. Uh, my parents are staying down this week, so I've got a ready-made excuse not to have to travel to the <laughs> sunny sunny English Riviera with um, Henners and um, I think he's going with Kenny. And then there's a, a few others I know who are already... On route, I think they've decided to make it an even longer weekend than normal. Well, uh, I just wanted—I I just wanted to go back to, to Saturday because I think for 20, 25 minutes, I thought we were okay, and I thought that the replacement referee was okay as well. But then a few challenges started going in, particularly from Harrogate in the middle of the park, and I thought a couple of those maybe warranted, certainly if not a talking, if not a yellow card, then certainly a talking to, and that didn't happen. Yeah, and then it was almost as if. A, Switch had been flipped in the second half, and maybe somebody said to her at half time, "Well, you know, you you missed a couple of yellow cards there." And then suddenly it was like yellow cards were brandishing all over the place. And as we know, it cost us because yeah. you know we we lost pain two very quick yellows. We didn't even see the first one on Geek, so we don't. We were quite surprised when we saw him walking down um, down the tunnel, and it, it, it was, was like, "Oh, it, he's it, been wrapped. Yeah, he's been redded." Yeah, the first yellow was very innocuous, and um, the second one certainly it did appear. That the Harrogate player had dived over his, you know, dived over him. It was, to me, it was a dive, but there you go. I'm going to call it out. I'm biased. But Tristan was making the points, trying to make the point to the fourth official, and we've, uh, we've got to thank him. That was Lee, uh, who's one of our fans who, who stood up on the day and did that. But making the point to the, the linesman who was in communication with both the fourth official and, and the referee at the time, he's saying, look, I'm, you know, 
what about that tackle in the first half, the potential leg breaker? I think it was on Frankie Sutherland. And it was a horrendous tackle, and it should have been a yellow card at least, and, and she let it go. And I think that's... You know, that's it was his point. You let that go, yet you do that. So where was the consistency? So again, from their point of view, from Kevin and from Tristan's point of view, is the lack of consistency again from referees. And, and, and OK, she was, you know, thrown in at the deep end on Saturday, but we, we just don't seem to get the rub of the green, do we, Ed? Yeah, I mean, we had, it was the player that was involved in both uh, Josh Payne's yellow cards, which was their 23, Jack Diamond, um, now, he retaliated, perhaps not as obviously as Andre Blackman did the week before, but yeah. nevertheless, it was retaliation. And he got a yellow card for that. In the first half, he flipped all the fans, the bird, after, score, after they scored their opener, which, uh, you know, doesn't doesn't go down very well. And um, after Payne had been sent off, he, got in, he committed a foul and then immediately got in the way of the free kick. And the referee merely just sort of gently prodded him along and told him to get on with it. Yeah. Um, and these are things that we're picking cards up for. And like you say, if we pick them up, then fair enough, it's our own fault. But... Yeah, but you, you want consistency. Yeah, that's all you can ask for, isn't it? So I wonder who the referee will get this weekend. We'll see what happens. And obviously, uh, back again Tuesday nights, the rearranged game against Woking. That should be a tough old game because Woking, obviously, beaten them earlier in the season in the DFA Cup. But um, what was it? We got a did we get a draw there away or did we lose? I can't remember. Phil we got a draw in the league. Yeah, we got a draw in the league. Beat them in the cup, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And we, we drew it home, didn't we? And then we beat them away in the replay, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So I'm beaten against Woking at the moment. And obviously they're, they're a team that, I don't know, are they, are they one of the, the bogey teams for us? Or do, are we looking for a result there? I mean, they're 10th they're at the moment, but they've lost four of their last five. So they're not in any great shakes. And the only game that they've won, I think, was at home to Chorley. And I think they only scraped that 1-0. So... You know, from our from our point of view, you know, obviously we've only won five all season, and we now need to. We've only got sixteen games left, and we now need to probably get, you know, what nine, ten wins or something like that. I mean, it's it's an all it's a, it's a it's a tall ask, but you know, you've got a team that is on a bad run of form like we are coming into ours on a Tuesday night under the lights, and it's something that we've really got to put our hammer down, our foot down, um, and we've really got to make some of these home games count because otherwise we're going to run out of time. Yeah, yeah. So 16 games, we've got to win at least half of our games. Now, there was something interesting mentioned on Saturday to me. Now, this hasn't been confirmed. I don't know if this is fact or not. But the, the rumour is because of Berry um, going out of business and obviously not coming down, there's only going to be one club coming down from the league, but obviously two going up. Um, with only one coming down, it looks like that only three will go down from the National League. So if we finish fourth from bottom, other years we'd have obviously been uh, relegated, but um, we might um, we might be safe. So, you know, what do you think about that, guys? Yeah, I mean, I think Peter Danzi on the forum had said that he'd been to a National League meeting where that was mentioned as well. Yeah. Um, and I thought I thought on the day, you know, that's a that's something that we can grasp at that that fourth from bottom. Um, because of the gap that was getting bigger, but of course Chesterfield then won on Saturday, so that's the <laughs> gap, the gap to fifth from bottom or fourth from bottom is eight points anyway. So yeah. it, it doesn't make it any easier. No, um, but it, it, it is another lifeline, and um, I would take it. I know some people probably wouldn't, but other clubs have stayed up. Older shot, for instance, this season, um, and I think you know if you go back six years to when KEH took over, it cost Dr Abdullah however many million to get back in the National League, and I think um, you. you 
you cling on to your National League place, whatever happens. You know, yeah. If you're given the opportunity, and you do so. Yeah. What do we make of the, the three new signees coming in? Obviously, we haven't seen much of Adam Mackey yet, but uh, Jermaine McGlashan uh, coming in. Um, he obviously played in the, uh, the the FA Trophy game. What do you, do you make of them, guys? What do you make of them, Phil? Um, I, I've seen Mackey with my other hat on. Um, he was he was at Tranmere, and obviously he played against us for Bromley at the start of the season in a game that we don't talk about. Uh, I, I think that the possibilities there if, if Mecky gets his head in the right place then I think he, he could um, add something to us um, I, I, uh, I, I was in I enjoyed McGlashan when he when he when he started um, it'd be nice if, if, if maybe he, he continues in that role if he gets used to that role because I think he did quite well uh, whether he can combine with with Gozzi in, in a, an effective partnership I'm not sure or whether he maybe goes in a number 10 role behind um, who knows um, I'm sure that Kevin's working on an awful lot of different um, ideas to try and get us out of this um, winless run. Yeah, what do you make of it, uh, Ed? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, on paper, they're all names that have got experience at this level or the level above, um, especially David Gregory. He was one that when it looked like Ashville was going last summer and Bromley had just released David Gregory, I, yeah. I did half expect him to pitch up um, at Ebbsfleet because I thought well, he wouldn't be a bad replacement. So I'm certainly happy with him. Uh, Bromley fans are quite sad to see Mecky go. And, you know, to be honest, I haven't known very much about Tim Lynn, but from what I've heard from South End fans, you know, it's another way. He's, he's 34, so you, you, we have to see how he adapts to the National League. Um, but it, I think the point is how do these players fit into the side and how quickly um, can they hit the ground running? Because they could be great. They might be fine again next season, but we're talking about the next, you know, two, three months and we need them to perform and we need them to, to drag others out of, the, out of the rut that we're in. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So it'd be interesting to see, and obviously Timlin coming in, obviously this week. Uh, any rumours of anything else happening, Ed? You know, you uh, I know. haven't heard any. I mean, beyond to the grounds. I spoke to Steve Lovell midweek um, after the signing of Timlin, and he was obviously keen to get one or two more in, uh, possibly even two or three. Um, and I know people. You know, I know we sign players, and everyone goes, "Oh, not another midfielder. We need a defender. We need a striker." You know, I think, I think the powers that be know that it's just getting them in. Um, at this time of at this time of the year, and getting in the sort of players that can help us. Um, so hopefully, you know, there will be one or two more coming in. But I certainly don't know of any dates or names um, as we as we speak now. So no scoops there, Ed. You know, good. You know no, that. There we are. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> you heard anything, Phil? You know, any any whispers on the grapevine from everybody? Uh, not really any whispers in terms of players coming in or, or whatever. I mean, I, I just think it was it's ironic that um, you know we uh, we send Ashmore on on loan to the place where the fans really got at him last season, and then we get the keeper that he displaced back in in January. So I mean, it's it's odd swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Um, at this level of football, um, the only the, I mean, apart from you know the the Harrogate fans were great in in the pub before um, the game on Saturday. A real credit to them. About 15 of them turned up in a minibus to the Rose, and they were fantastic. Uh, but yeah. the, but the most most of the talk, most of the talk in the pub was not really looking at the the, the Ramsgate game, and and maybe not even the Torquay game. But suddenly, this sort of run of fixtures that we've got coming up at home. You know, we've got Woking, yeah. Yeah. then we've got Sutton, then we've got obviously Royston, bit of a diversion in the trophy. Then we've got Chorley at home. Yeah, uh, and then Chesterfield away, and that's much more the the focus. We weren't really talking about who's coming in and who's going out. It's much more like, well, what can we do with these games coming up? And you know, that, that's a huge, huge run that we've got um, at the Cuffling. 
Yeah, it certainly is. So fingers crossed uh, we can get something out of it. Actually, you did mention Ramsgate there, so we really must talk about that. You were down there on Tuesday evening, Ed. The, the kids obviously played, the, the academy did themselves well for 75-odd minutes, didn't they, going goalless? Yeah, I mean, they. Um, I think we were expecting a little bit of a cricket score because although Ramsgate aren't having a great season, it was pretty much their senior team against, you know, pretty much raw lads from our academy. But yeah, they gave a great account of themselves. They settled in well after about 10 minutes and, and for an hour, I thought they went toe-to-toe and could have even gone ahead at, at certain stages. But um, Ramsgate brought on a couple of uh, first-teamers then off the bench and, and they, they put the game to bed. Yeah, uh, but Kent Senior Cup, not really our worry this season, is it? Um, looking forward, Royston um, in just over, uh, well, no, over just over a week's time in the um, FA Trophy. That is a potential banana skin, but it's it's also a potential. We're nearly getting to Wembley, isn't it? It's one of those things. Dare we dream? Could it be something that you know we're struggling, but we do well in the trophy and we have the cup run? Do you want that, Phil? I mean, obviously, it was great, you know, to go to Wembley in two thousand eight. That was my introduction to Ebsley. That was my, you know, I owned part of the team, blah blah blah, and all the rest of it. And it yeah. was it was great, but. Uh, you know, give me um, a Royston home defeat and then loads of three points throughout the rest of February and I'll be much happier. Uh, you know, it, it, it's nice. It's a shame that it's not away because I'd quite fancied a, a little trip to Royston. It would have been nice, a bit like Enfield going away, new place, new ground. But, uh, I mean, honestly, if we if we stay in the trophy, that's great, but it means that fixtures are going to get moved. We're going to have more Tuesday nights, potentially Tuesday nights away on long trips. I'd really rather have the points um, in the league than carry on in the trophy. But, you know, you certainly don't want to be going to Wembley on the back of being relegated down to the Conference South again. No, no, we don't. Um, But uh, uh, for me, I I don't know, cup runs are are good things because cup runs breed success, don't they, Ed? Yeah, I mean, I certainly take Phil's point. It's one of those that probably if you lose it, you think, oh, that's a bit of a shame, but we've got bigger fish to fry. Um, but if you win it, you know, like you say, you're there in the last eight and Wembley is tantalisingly close. Um, and if it did go hand in hand with the relegation, it wouldn't be a bad um, prize fund at the end of the day if, if you got to Wembley. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I do want to win that one. I do I do want to go through that. Their fans uh, pop up on social media. They're quite feisty little bunch. Royston. <laughs> I think they're expecting to come and turn us over, I think. Are they? OK. And their fans' yeah. uh, demeanour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, uh, you've, you've had a few um, uh, Twitter yeah, friends, few, uh, let's say. Twitter friends. exchanges, because I can never answer back. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's all one-way traffic. But... <laughs> How much do you wish you could really answer oh, back? Oh, very it? much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Okay, so we've got that coming up. Um, but presumably, presumably, Ed, you've got a Royston Vasey tweet ready, have you? Um, I've seen a few of those on there. I think Mike Martin uh, has posted a few of them on social media. But yeah, I think maybe we could have one in, in reserve if we need it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, one thing we've got to mention is uh, Phil Sansara, who's uh, not been too well, has he, Phil? No, he um, he unfortunately got taken ill um, just before the the Harrogate game um, and um, ended up in uh, Guy's and Tommy's, I think. I think it was, it was St Thomas's. Um, and I don't know how public we want to make this, but um, he ha- he's had some heart problems in the past and um, they have resurfaced, unfortunately. But I think he went home yesterday. Um, he had a pr- he had a procedure. Um, I think it was on Monday. 
of this week. And obviously, if he's been able to go home, then I think um, obviously they're happy that that went that went relatively well. Um, but obviously, you know, we were all a bit in shock when we found out at half time what had happened um, to Phil. Um, obviously, he put an awful lot of effort into the into the club when he was chairman, and especially you know trying to keep the club afloat before. Um, the current owners took it over, so you know it was, it was it was nasty to hear about that. And obviously, we all wish Phil the very best recovery, and hopefully, see him down the fleet very soon. Indeed, we do. So, uh, if you are listening, Phil, um, get well soon, and uh, we'll see you down down at the stadium very very soon. And um, uh, obviously, um, uh, keep taking the tablets because uh, you know what supporting the fleet's like. We, we're the dodgy ticker, but there we are. Um, I really shouldn't say that, but I just have. Sorry, Phil, there we are. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, supporting the fleet. Yeah, because uh, we've had a few um, a few fans. Mike Martin, obviously, not been too well uh, early part of the season, wasn't it? He wasn't too well. So, you know, look after yourself, chaps. That's all we can say. Pop yeah, the maybe clear in this season. Yeah. Follow Ed. Do park May- run. <laughs> not. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe fleet season tickets should come with a health warning. Maybe they should. <laughs> Maybe they should. <laughs> Supporting any football club puts you through the mill. It really does, doesn't it? It's it's a stress thing. Must be bad for you, Phil, with the three teams you support. Um, yeah, it, it's been it's been pointed out to me that uh, that a couple of my teams are threatening relegation on me. But then there's another team that may end up ending 30 years of hurt so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one at the moment yeah okay okay it's all right for you ed you've only got the one haven't you yeah, it's like three two one isn't it phil with three you with two and, yeah. and me with one yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does that mean Chaz is dusty bin well we'll say no more we'll let him answer that one i, I don't think that's any way to talk about Tottenham up there is it oh yes Yes, we won't go there. Won't go there because we'll probably get some grief off of him next time. Okay, chaps. Well, it's been a really quick podcast. Uh, this one, we thought we'd better do something after the uh, the debacle on Sunday morning when it all went wrong technically, didn't it? Yeah, it went horribly wrong, didn't it? And we all had to give up and yes, take yes, take our ball home. Yeah, it was it was quite bad. So there we go. Sorry, we haven't got Chaz. Chaz, we'll we'll try and get you on the next one. Um, we'll be back again sometime soon. Uh, God knows when, but we'll try and get something together. Uh, so uh, we will call it quits. There. Uh, I've got to say thank you to Ed Miller for joining us here on Fleet Review Live. Thank you, Ed. No problem. See you next time. Indeed. And uh, thanks to uh, Phil Moss for joining us on the phone. Hopefully we'll get the the other bits working and we'll get a, a better signal next time. But it's good to speak to you, Phil. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. I'll get the tin cannon string out next time. Indeed. OK, well, I've been Dave Lockwood. This has been the Fleet Review Live and uh, we'll be back with you again soon. <laughs> Look at the mastermates.